Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Hello, I'm Jake from the Total Screamers podcast. The Premier League's in full swing and that means it's time to throw on your club shirt and make sure you don't take a nasty tackle below the waist. Our partners at Manscaped are here so you stay clean and take care of yourself where it matters most. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below the waist grooming needs with the code SCREAMERS20 at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping on your order. That's SCREAMERS20 at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping on your order. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Total Schemers podcast. I'm Simo, today I'm joined by Jake. Say hello Jake. Hi guys, welcome back. I'm also joined by Billy. Say hello, Billy. Hello, mate. How you doing? Uh, very well, mate. Thanks for asking. We go straight to Burnley Arsenal. I don't know how Arsenal didn't win this match. They should have won it in the first half. Oh, they should nice. have just put this yeah. match to bed in the first half. I have no idea why they didn't. <laughs> and obviously, uh, Granite Jack has had a bit of a mare, uh, but I'll wait for your points on that. Jake, <laughs> what were your thoughts on this match? Uh, it was the tailor two Arsenals, wasn't it? You had the goods, the, the very good from Obama Yang and... and... <laughs> You know, they looked great and then you had the bad, which has been the, the sort of Arsenal of late and Xhaka. <laughs> just, just, I don't know what he's doing, to be honest. Um, and then we've had unlucky Arsenal with, with a penalty for VAR, uh, which I'm sure we'll come on to as well. But I thought, like you said, Timo, Arsenal, I don't know how they didn't come away with three points. Um, Xhaka's not fully to blame. You know, they should have killed the game off yeah. earlier than, than this, you know, his one chance sort of. Allowed it, but credit to Burnley. Exactly, exactly. But credit to Burnley, you know, they're plucky and they got a goal. Managed to get themselves a great point. Chris Wood uh, from his celebration scored a worldie. But (laughs) 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 see, the thing is, we Arsenal, they they are they are insistent of uh, playing out from their own box. They're absolutely insistent Mm -hmm. on it, and it's part. 
the philosophy that, that Arteta is trying to instill in the in the in the club and the thing is see when you fuck up so many times when you're trying to play <laughs> for your own box it encourages teams to come in and yeah. make that fucking harder for you yeah. you know what I mean um, like if you are like Man City and it's like when they're when they're playing at the ball with the ball at the back line, it's it's a difficult press, and you really get many. You, you're really going to get much success from it. So teams actually kind of do sit off Man City a little bit, don't they? And kind of wait yeah. for them to come into their own half before they try and counter attack. Whereas like as soon as Arsenal start playing out from their own box, teams are yeah. just like get them. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, there's a, dif- there's a difference between David Luiz and Ruben Diaz as well, isn't there? To be fair, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think you, you know, well, I'm not saying they're asking for trouble, but like if you're going to play that way, you you have to expect mm. one of these, one or one or nine of these to happen a season uh, when you're looking at Arsenal. But I would just, I just thought they were. I, they got a slice of obviously misfortune in the Premier League, mm. but they really, they they you pay for not take not taking your chances in the Premier League, and they really yeah, paid for it this week. I mean, they, they should have put that that game to bed in the first thirty minutes. It should have been. Yeah. Final. It, it should was have been just one of those games for them, wasn't it? Really that. As you say, any of the day they could have stuck two or three past Burnley quite easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was it was the early chances name for me, and I think Arsenal did come out and play some decent football in the second half as well. Mm. Um, but you know, yeah, it just Burnley into it. They've done, Burnley will be happy <laughs> to to take the point against Arsenal yeah, today, definitely. and obviously, oh, not not today when they did, and you know, <laughs> the, the shit is, is insane. <laughs> Eric Peters getting absolutely dogs abuse online. Um, I don't know why people do that. I don't, like, <laughs> like, like commenting and using right. photos and stuff like that. Right. It's, just, it's just unnecessary. I, no idea. It? Yeah, I, I was absolutely. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Eric Peters is not not to blame for Arsenal not getting three points today. I'll tell you that for nothing. <laughs> 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 Any Arsenal fan that thinks that is absolutely deluded. Um, you get anything to add to this, Billy? Um, not really. No, I think they Arsenal showed signs of positivity. And they seem to be getting on a bit of a... They seem to be getting their groove on a bit. You know what I mean? The last few weeks, yeah. they've started to be started to play some decent football. And if they can get a run to go, together through these next 12 or so games, I really don't think that Europe, European football's out of the question for them. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't rule it out yeah, by any means. Um, and I think mm. they'll, they'll, they'll try their very, very best to be competitive mm. in, a, in Europa. They must prioritise that, I think. Because oh, they've got to think, yeah. look at the teams around them in the Europa and think, like, we're maybe not the fra- favourites here. Um, probably put that to, you know, Man United are probably going to go and win the Europa. Mm. But, like, you think you've got your own chance for that backdoor into the Champions yeah. League. And Champions League for Arsenal would be huge. Would be mm. absolutely huge absolutely. for Arsenal, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, we go next to Sheffield United, took on Southampton at home. The the Cheshire was like, oh, God awful in this game. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and Southampton, well, you know, they they played better. Like Southampton definitely needed that bounce. Oh, uh, yeah, Southampton have been in relegation form, even though mm. they're not anywhere near that. They may have been in relegation form for about nine or ten games now, and they needed that with Sheffield United cushion. The teams just must look forward to the Premier League. You know, teams must be marking that in the cal- calendar and thinking, oh, a good day out that, you know. No <laughs> comment. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody but a, but a certain claret and blue side. Um, what, were you, what were your thoughts on the match, Jake? Um, yeah, obviously Southampton will be delighted to get to get three points, and Sheffield United never looked like troubling them. Uh, should have been more for Southampton. I mean, Minamino should have scored, made it three 0 It was a shocking miss, to be honest. Um, 
But I thought that the young lad, um, Nathan Teller, I thought he was really good mm. in this game. Um, he looked really dangerous every time he got the ball. Obviously, he won the penalty as well. So, you know, he, he looked great. Um, uh, Southampton will be, be hoping that he can, you know, keep performing like that. And if he does, he could become a big player for them, definitely. Uh, yeah, I'm glad, they, I'm glad they've actually kind of knocked to that development a wee bit because he did have a bit of a mayor. Yeah. We all know that. They had a bit of a mayor getting sent off that early. <laughs> Um, in games previous, but you know, I, I was quite glad to see that Southampton did stick with him and Ralph did repay the faith. Um, mm. and uh, obviously, tell Teller's performed and, uh, and played a massive part in winning this game. Uh, and you know, Ralph knows better than anybody not to write someone off just because they've had a bad day. He's had a couple, uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. Ca- carry on your points, Jake. Um, I just, you know, it summed up for me for Sheffield United season when David McGoldrick's one on one with the keeper, six foot seven, Fraser Forster, and he's trying to lob him. I was watching that and uh, I was like, go on, bury it, bury it. And he's trying, to, he's trying to chip him, and I just think, what are you doing there? Seriously? Like, he's the guy's bigger than the goal. <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh, it's never going to happen. Just like Sheffield United aren't staying up, <laughs> uh, but they'll they'll be happy they didn't get thumped. I think more than anything. But yeah. no, Southampton will be happy. James Ward-Prowse bagging another set piece. Yeah, absolutely loves a set piece goal, doesn't he? <laughs> what just about think, that Jay Adams goal as well? Oh yeah, I forgot to yeah, mention that. Terrific. That was an absolute corker, wasn't it? How can you forget to mention that? <laughs> The Goldrick was on my mind. Banner. <laughs> <laughs> just, just the, the banner. All I can see in that, in that, in my mind's eye from that match now is fucking Dave Goldrick <laughs> trying to chip on fucking eight foot nine of fucking face off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no, but you're right. Shea Adams is is looks. He's still a prospect. People forget the age of Shea, that Shea, Shea Adams. Mm, yeah. I think he's only, what is he, like 21 or something? He's very young. Yeah. He's, he's very I young. Don't know um, off the top of my head, but yeah, he is young. He's still developing. Um, he's at a good spot, you know. You can learn from Danny Ings, yeah. uh, and and sort of nurture his development that way. And I think when he does become a bit more clinical and his decision making and his positioning gets better, mm. the way he's built, you know, that big powerful shape. Yeah, you know, I think he's going to bully some soft Premier League centre backs. <laughs> I think he will move in the next sort of couple of couple of seasons. To like a, you know, you're looking at probably ten ten goals mm. a season plus striker. Um, I hope he can hit that landmark this year. Um, obviously, because Danny Ings is yeah again. I believe he had to come off in this match. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, eighteen minutes in, I think it as well. I think it was. Yeah. So mm. Not not good news yeah. for Southampton at all. Mm. I mean, if if they can put it back, they can move back to that four four two shape, can't they? With uh, is Steel yeah. Walker injured? Is he back? Is he back? I think he's maybe been on the bench. Honest with you, I think he was on the bench, but um, no idea. I think he if was, I'm being but when. Danny Ings was um, injured. Uh, they, they had they had Theo Walcott. I think yeah, Theo Walcott's still injured. Uh, the, moving round, Shea Adams. Is Shea, now Shea mm-hmm. Adams quite central, and, and Theo Walcott was just causing havoc all over the place. As Shea Adams kind of beat off centre backs. So, you know, I don't think. I think because they've been through periods without Danny Ings, they're, they're very well prepared for it. I think they have a button yeah. on the side of the building now. It's like, <laughs> Danny Ings is injured, boom! And then just <laughs> <laughs> they move into it, like different shape, different tactics and stuff like that. Uh, and I think, yeah, they, it's not going to be a total world ender. Not the, not mm. the world ender losing Ralph Jimenez was to, to Wolves, who were not prepared for that at all. And we now go to Villa Wolves. Uh, Bill, are you happy with the point here? Uh, kind of, but not really. I mean... 
Jake mentioned earlier the tale of two Arsenals. Well, this was quite literally the <laughs> definition of a tale of two halves, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, that first half, I thought that Villa played really well, created plenty, plenty of chances. And I really don't know how we managed to go into half-time nil-nil. And then <laughs> it was almost like a flick, a switch was flicked at half-time and it was just the complete opposite. Wolves, how how Roman Saiz didn't score that goal. Open goal, probably half a yard out. I'll, it'll, I'll never forget it for as long as I live. And I'll never understand <laughs> how... It looks hard that he missed than, than it is to oh, score. Because he's, he's so close to the goal that he's got to hit the ball pretty much fucking vertical to, get, to keep it from going did, out. He's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, right into the car park. Uh, and then, <laughs> then Cody had a shot from two yards out and Martinez proved yeah. again why he's the best keeper in the league. I mean, so when you look at when you look at it, all things considering, a draw was, was probably an even, was, was a fair result, if you know what I mean. When you look when you look at the stats, this, this game has split literally right down the middle. Mm. I mean, it's not, it's not the stats of a game that... that... <laughs> That tells a great story, to be honest. Uh, three shots in target for, between the teams. Uh, one for Villa, <laughs> one for Wolves. Uh, t- sorry, two for Wolves. Um, yeah, I think Wolves definitely had the better chances when you look mm-hmm. at the size chance and the Connor Cody yeah, chance. Definitely. And Connor Cody had a, a chance at the back post as well that yeah. he probably should have put away. Um, I think that's the one that the size actually tries to get the Yeah, I think it hit the post and um, kind of rebounded yeah. out to size half a yard out. Yeah, um... I think Villa probably are the more fortunate of the two here. Yeah, uh, I don't remember. I mean, was it was any really really clear cut chances that Villa had? Not really. I think it was fairly obvious. But yeah, one thing that I've really noticed is, is Villa were desperately missing Jack Grealish this game. Yeah, I mean, so would desperately. most teams in the Premier League though. When you've got someone like Jack Grealish out, who creates so many chances, and he's just mm. the catalyst to that Villa side. So. I mean, I, st- I still don't think we're a one-man team, but uh, it was it was poor. It was really poor. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, the- Barkley came on near the end, and I think maybe thought Dean Smith thought that was going to turn the tide, but it didn't really seem no. to affect the game yeah. at all. Uh, it never really seemed to come on to that. Um, it took forever to go on the pitch as well. Which is <laughs> you know what I mean, <laughs> get your kit on, be ready to come on. You'd be uh, thinking he was desperate <laughs> to come on and prove himself, wouldn't you? Really. Yeah, he was warming yeah. up at half time and everything. Uh, <laughs> it does. It um, does really bug me that watching a substitute spend like twenty minutes getting ready. You're like, you should, you should be ready to go yeah. like at all times. Just take your take yeah. your jacket off and you're on. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, know, they, you watch them putting like their shin pads on, their boots, they're taping their socks, and you're like, the manager must be sat there going, "What are you doing?" Like, yeah, I wanted this substitute five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it does. It really bugs me. <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, I think this game would have been a bit more important to Wolves than it would be to Villa um, mm. in terms of getting a point here, not losing. Uh, they, I think, have, I think they've they've had the more difficult season to Villa definitely oh, um, sure. compared to Villa's last season. Obviously, Villa mm. had a real real punch out last season yeah. to be able to stay up, and um, yeah, Wolves up. They'll probably be sad they've not hit those heights, but obviously teams are affected by injuries. We've seen it all over the Premier League this season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, teams heavily affected by injury. Uh, we go next to Brighton and Leicester. I was, I was, I felt quite bad for Brighton uh, in this game again. I'm always feeling bad for Brighton. I need to stop fucking watching them. Uh, <laughs> 
I thought it started ever so well, Brighton. Uh, I thought it started ever, ever so well, and, and Aaron Lallan's goal was taken. Uh, absolutely great, you know, and mm. I do, I did feel quite as if it, that Brighton might be able to get, get one away here, um, but in the second half, Leicester came out, and I was speaking earlier on, uh, maybe a few shows ago about Leicester's second half performances and how it's how it's so impo- how it's so important mm-hmm. to their game and, and and they showed their fit this year and, and came out and you know they, <laughs> they won the game in the second half definitely and yeah, yeah. Uh, I was quite I was quite glad to see Ian actually scored uh, just because it makes me feel a bit smug that um you know I mentioned that he could, <laughs> could potentially be a, a really good Premier League striker. Um, Jamie Vardy definitely didn't have a, a Jamie Vardy s game for no. me. He had a chance right near the end and I thought. It was right on his right foot. Mm. He had all the time in the world to tee it up, and I thought, and he, and he skied it, and I was like, oh, that's not very Jamie Vardy-esque, that. Mm. Uh, maybe a season ago, that goes, that goes flying out the top corner there, or right past the keeper. Uh, but, you know, they are a second-half side, Leicester. Uh, Brighton should have been aware of that. I think they were a bit naive mm. as they came out in that second half. Uh, Leicester, not a team known for possession. Uh, <laughs> absolutely dominated the possession of the game, based mainly on the second half. Uh, what were your thoughts on the match, Jake? Uh, Brighton is just like you, Simo. I feel very sorry for them because I, I do enjoy watching Brighton, but it's sort of frustrating. I don't know how their fans must feel watching their side do really well for the mid, for like seventy five minutes of a game, and they have a fifteen minute spell where they don't quite have the same standard and, and they lose the game. And you know, there was literally one or two chances that that lost them it. You know, Ianacho with a good finish, and then Amati with a I thought it was a really really good goal. Mm. Um, a great but, head up from Marty, that crouching sort of. Yeah, it was. Difficult. It was really you know, good. Just throw yourself they? at it, hope for the best. I was delighted to get to see that. You did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was delighted to see Lalanne score. Uh, made up for him. Obviously, he'd be yeah. an excellent Paul player. It's always good to see him, him do well, because you know, we wanted to see him go off and have a real crack at first team football. Did, yeah. yeah, and then obviously injuries again. Just It's been the story of sort of his career. Just constantly getting injured when he's getting into a side it's a bit frustrating but like you say Simo Leicester are a second half side Brighton should have known that Leicester won't stop fighting until the final whistle and uh, you know 87 minutes they score as they have done so often this season and previous seasons and the goal comes so late that it's it's beyond fighting back as well you know at the point they know they're they're, they're hanging on for the point at that point they're just hanging on for the draw and they must be thinking oh god you know we can't lose this match as well and if this Brighton side get relegated, I think it might be the best Premier League side ever to be relegated. I do think they're that good. I do think they have a lot of quality players sprinkled all over that, that squad. The one the one good thing about I would say about them getting relegated is maybe Liverpool could go in for Ben White. Which I know I keep harping <laughs> on about that. But I do quite still I do still rate him as a player. Um I can't wait to talk about Liverpool because I've got so much I just want to spew out, so I don't need to think about it anymore. Uh, any more points for this game, lads? Um, I think that Graham Potter really is a good manager, and yeah. yes, just the way that the way that he's getting a side like Brighton to play. If he was a team that could, with with a better team around him, basically, he could quite easily be pushing for European football and even the Champions I League. So. I really do think he's that good of a manager, and yeah. I think the players are doing the best that they can. But they're just not good enough. They just can't finish the chances. Yeah. I think, I think he'd do a really good job out of Leicester, for instance, or yeah. someone like that. I think he'd be a really good manager for someone like them who've mm. got that, that quality all around the pitch. You know, if Rogers yeah. Rogers moves on, I think Leicester probably be quite wise to sort of look at Graham Potter and think he's actually a similar type of manager as to what we want. 
Well, yeah, I can I can see why Brighton went for Graham Potter, mm. right? Because they wanted a change of football. Chris Hutton would have kept Brighton in the Premier League for another few seasons. I think he would have. Uh, but Chris Hutton's Brighton, they weren't easy on the eye at all, really. <laughs> um, but Graham Potter's Brighton uh, is is watchable. It's, mm. it's good to watch Graham Potter's Brighton. I think yeah. I think they, they try things, and you know they are forward thinking, and it's not just about don't lose. And mm. I have. I feel like there's too many sides that are just don't lose in the Premier League. Uh, yeah. It's making for, for bad watching. People are saying this yeah. is probably one of the worst seasons I've ever watched. And it's highlighted a lot by by fans because fans kind of physically push you up the pitch. If you're playing like that don't win football in front of fans, they don't they don't tolerate, no. tolerate it for, for very long, you know, and they kind of physically want you. Yeah. If you're the better <laughs> side, you know, they expect you to move up the pitch. Whereas you, without that pressure, you can just play to the tactics. And, and when the mm. manager says... Don't commit too many bodies forward. Don't take risks. Um, if the pass isn't on, go backwards, go sideways, or go sideways. Sorry, um, then it's but it's very easy to do that. Yeah. You know, uh, the adren- I don't think the same adrenaline's there. But I'm not a footballer, so I can always <laughs> speculate. Really, I'm just trying to make sense of, of, of <laughs> a fairly dire season, to be honest. But not not a whole lot of happening. Uh, but yeah, I do think I do rate Graham Potter as a manager. He's given Brighton the change of football that that they wanted. You know, mm. that's what that's what yeah. Brighton asked for. That's why they sacked Chris Shooting. It wasn't because Chris Shooting was doing a particularly bad job. He could have kept, like I said, could have kept him up a wee bit longer. Uh, but when you change your philosophy and you change your style of football, I think you're always going to have growing pains like this. Mm, for sure, yeah. Uh, any more points before we move on to the one of the worst foot games of football I've seen in the Premier League ever? <laughs> <laughs> No, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> He's just trying to delay me here, you know. <laughs> so we next go to West Brom, Newcastle. I mean, this was a dull affair, um, to say the least. Sam Johnson with the man of the match stats. Uh, not too bad, not as bad. The stats aren't as bad as the um, the, game. As the, the Villa Wolves <laughs> game, but definitely the amount of headers in this game. There was more headers in like a... a 90 second period of this match that I watched than there would be an entire game, you know, that, <laughs> of Man City versus like Liverpool or something like that. It's just uh, absolutely the insistence of going long uh, and being afraid to play across the floor. It was, was insane and obviously it doesn't shock anybody. This match was split right down the middle. There was no quality on the pitch, none at all. Uh, there was nothing for players to get, uh, for fans to get behind in this game. It was a dreadful affair and I'd imagine we will be watching this same fixture the same result in the championship next year. Uh, that's my prediction. <laughs> Most probably. What your thoughts, Billy? <laughs> um, <laughs> it was just painful to watch, wasn't it? It really was. Um, and I think Newcastle fans should be really, really worried about how just how they're playing at the minute. I mean, Jeff Hendrick, <laughs> who it, his last shot on target was on the opening day of the season. And he's Newcastle's top scorer going into that game. <laughs> it just so tells you everything, know, doesn't it? it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just... Oh, I'm speechless. It was just such a boring game to watch. And how I, <laughs> I, know, how, did you... how I got through all 93 minutes, I will never know. Yeah. All the screamers did, I think. All the screamers did, to our <laughs> credit, I think, because we were messaging during this match. Yeah. Uh, and I think we all of us, probably minus Paul, probably got... Probably <laughs> got through this man. I mean, there was people like t-shirts going on Twitter. Like I, I watched West Brom Newcastle ninety ninety plus three minutes and stuff. Like, oh, yeah. An absolute slog. I mean, uh, you know, as a football fan, as a as as, as a podcaster that, that comes on here weekly and, and commentates on football, I felt like I was wasting my time watching that match. <laughs> you know, I felt like it was just. 
mean, what, what do you think, Jake? Jake, does does entertainment even come into a factor of, of either of those managers' minds? No, it never has. It never has. Um, if there's two managers that you think entertainment, it then two completely opposite. I did not watch this game. I was out getting a puppy. That's you know. Mm. <laughs> what I was doing on my Sunday. I had a much yeah. better Sunday than you lads. I was seeing yeah. all the messages coming through and I was like, That's, I'm glad I'm not watching that. <laughs> uh, but no, um, there's two man- like I said, there's two managers in the Premier League that you look at and go, nil-nil, and it's these two, and it's these two sides as well, and they're both going to go down. And I, I'll agree with you, Sim. I think mm. they're both going to get relegated. Fulham have really picked up form. They're a much better team to watch. They're much better players. Um, they're definitely going to stay up. Their form's massively improved. And Newcastle have just got worse and worse. And their players are getting injured. And like we were saying last, I think it was last week or the week before, Joel Linton is the man quested with keeping Newcastle in the Premier League. And, uh, you know... He had a shot, I think, didn't he? And I remember, I yeah. think one of you boys put him in the group chat. the back of a sprint, man. And I was watching yeah. him sprint and I was thinking, oh, <laughs> sprint. <laughs> <laughs> I was shocked. I, mean, I had to take like a second take because I don't think I'd, I'd seen it. And yeah, he, he made a fucking arse of it, obviously. Obviously he made an arse of it. Um, but, you know, there was just... I mean, I'm, here I am, like, just some, some dude comment on the quality of football players, but, like, the, nobody wants to see it. There's not a soul in the world that enjoyed that. No. no. Well, There's not Steve a soul Bruce, in the world that enjoyed it. Steve, Steve Bruce, Bruce and Sam Allison. Yeah. He said he was they, happy. They enjoyed they it. They were both happy oh, yeah. with a point. Yeah, <laughs> was, can't lose. You know? Well, uh, yeah, you know, I think you know, Steve Bruce came out and said, you know, Newcastle should have won the game, and I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what game you're watching, Steve. But yeah, <laughs> I don't think either of them deserve to to get anything from that game. Neither of them fact, deserve to you know stay what? in the Premier League. I think the Premier League to bring in a rule day. If you draw now, now you don't. Neither team gets anything. <laughs> <laughs> neither team gets anything. Do you know what I mean? Because like, you, it would see this merry go of like Bruce, fucking Hughes, fucking everybody. You know, Bruce Hughes. Allardyce, all of them. The merry go rounds. And I know we joke about like what Sam about Dean Smith and Dean? Well, I thought they, they, you know, I mean, like, they, it wasn't for lack of trying, though, was it, Billy? Yeah. I mean, they, they were in front of the goal many times. But see, to be honest, if you put, that just goes to show you, if you put a put a centre back a yard out from a goal, <laughs> he's going to find a way to clear it, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. <laughs> it's just built into centre backs to think goals going in are bad, you know, and I'm going to fire this into Rosehead. <laughs> It's a quality clearance. Great you know? Oh, it was. Credit to him. <laughs> World day of a clearance. Right off the line, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know I'm only joking. It's, it's hard to make anything about this entertainment, to be honest. We know we've got a challenge. Like, we'd be, we're the streamers when we see games like this. I don't know what you think about but I, I often think, how the, how am I going to talk about this for yeah. five or ten minutes yeah. and, and try to keep people interested in what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, I, it's, it, I think... Was it George O'Shelby came out and said, "Oh, it's never going to be a good game." And I was like, "Well, what's the point? Why are we even doing this? Why is anybody turning yeah. up, turned up? Let's just fucking write off the game uh, and save all of his fucking ninety minutes of our life." That, I would you know hate to be a pundit in that day. Would annoy me with that as well is if if there were fans in the in the stadium and, and this game had finished nil nil, and they gone, "Oh, well, it was never going to be a good game." It's like, well, you should pay every single person in that stadium yeah, their money absolutely. back. And you know, it's I, I've, we've seen it a lot a lot of times, lads, where you have these type of games and you and you think, Christ, I mean, I've sat in Anfield a couple of times where it's been a, a, a drab game, you think. 
Mm. Why have I bothered? Um, and Billy mm. probably done the same. Villa and Jed wherever Coventry yeah. play now definitely has. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> yeah. Down the park. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but like, you know. And I've been watching Simon get relegated my entire life. There we so go. Now. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, see, the thing, I don't, I don't, I don't grudge play, paying for a football match. No. You're not paying to watch your team win when you go to watch football. You're not paying to watch your team win, and I, I totally stand by that. Anybody who thinks you, you've wasted your money because you went and watched your team and have not won, I think you've wasted your money when you've paid to watch a team with no intention to win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or no intention yeah. to play football. I think that is that is a waste of money, and I think um, it's, it's, it's a shame that, you know, these... these ma- when you look at Graham Potter, he's at, the same, he's at the same end of the table as Brighton and Newcastle. But he's he's come out and played Leicester and given a go. It's not when he's winning. It's, it's he probably could if he'd lined up like like Hardice or Bruce, he might have got a, he might have got a point. But do you know what? Like, yeah, but look at Fulham. They're like they're, yeah. they're below all these sides mm-hmm. and and they're going out and they're beating the, the champions. Do you know what I mean? So it just shows you, you don't days. you don't have to have the the best players if you go out there with a, a desire and intent to win. Often that's enough to get you a win in the Premier League, especially this season. There's no home fans there to, to to back the team to make it an intimidating atmosphere. You've just got to, you know, you've got to go for it. And, and Fulham have shown that in the last few weeks. And Allardyce and, and Bruce need to start looking at the likes of Fulham and Brighton and thinking, if I'm going to keep my team in the league, I've got to go for it. Surely they don't need, you know, us who've never played football in a high level. <laughs> To sit here and go, you've got to attack to win a game, lads. Like you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. At some you've point, got to score goals. At some point, you've got you to will score have to goals. pass. Yeah, the bar, the the ball forward, right? Yeah. And that that ball forward sometimes doesn't. It, it, it's not going to be a big hoof if you need to move up the pitch <laughs> because at the other end of the pitch, guess what? There's, there's a full back line there waiting to receive the ball, and yeah. it, that can't be your only ball out. Is is a big mm. hoof up the pitch looking for someone? Um, yeah, and I think we'd be on it far too long, boys, and we have to move on. To it's pretty impressive, point. to be fair, isn't it? <laughs> I think we've done well to drag that out as long as we did, to be honest. <laughs> we've got a 30 minute, but well done, lads. <laughs> um, we go next to Anfield, where Liverpool were defeated for the sixth time in a row by Fulham, by an informed Fulham. By, by a decent side. I know people say, oh, where Fulham are. I kind of look at the team they are. Me and Jake spoke before this game with both Liverpool fans and and we were both worried. We were, we were worried about the Sheffield United game. That's how, <laughs> that's how bad Liverpool are just now. And yeah, it didn't spring any surprises. I was glad to see such a rotation in the squad. Glad, mm. glad of it, to be honest. I think Newcastle... Eh, Newcastle. Liverpool. <laughs> Newcastle on the brain now, boys. It's hard to move on. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Liverpool, I think, yeah, they'd run out of ideas with, with the first 11. And I think it might play into some... And I, I don't know what you think. I'm going to go, sh- go to you, Jake, straight after this. Liverpool have done a bad job of rotating footballers mm. for about three years now when they've been competing for, for a lot of things. Competing heavily for the Premier League, competing for Champions Leagues. Um, they have, they've worn those players down to the bone. Yeah. I know that's not a popular opinion. And people are going to say the footballers are paid to play... Um, Every week, three times a week, you know, they're, play, they're paid to play 60, 70 games a year. Yeah, they are. 100% they are. But that doesn't mean when you've paid, when you've played 200 games in, in three years that you're going to come out the end of that, you know, in top in top shape. And when you don't have the motor, like, when the league, kind of, I think as soon as the league was out of reach for, for, for Liverpool, it kind of felt like they're, they're, 
there was a half step and you know and I think that might be why Liverpool are still performing reasonably well in the Champions League because there's something to play uh, play for. Uh, but I'll go and, I'll go now to you, Jay. I've got some more things to say, but I want to go to you and, and get your thoughts in the game. Yeah, like you, mate. I was happy with the with to see some rotation and to see some other players get a chance. And for the first sort of twenty minutes, I thought it potentially could could work quite well. You know, Liverpool looked quite bright. A few, mm. you know, likes of Shakiri and, and Naby Keita, Jota were all getting on the ball. And I thought, you know, potentially this could could work in Liverpool's favour. But then, as soon as Fulham scored, and, and you know, it was a, a great goal from from Lamina Salah dawdling on the edge of his own box. When he scored, I watched it back and I just thought, you just got to get rid of it. You know, instead of trying to take a touch on the edge of your own box when they've had a free kick, just hoof the ball away. Uh, as soon as they scored, though, you know, it, it went flat and then that was it. I, I, you know, I sort of sat there and thought, I can't see a way back into this. I mean, Diego Jota had a, a wonderful shot saved by the keeper. It was a phenomenal save. Yeah. Mane at the post when he came on. But other than that, Liverpool just looked toothless again. They just. You know, it was really frustrating to watch, and I, we were messaging him, weren't we? And uh, we just, it's just another write-off of a game, another write-off yeah. performance right, for right Liverpool. Off. The difference is you can learn something from this game, yeah. and the thing I think you can learn from this game uh, is that uh, Phillips and Williams are a good match at centre back. Sorry about that, some technical difficulties. So, well, I'll just pick up from my point there. I think Fabinho adding to the back of um, Williams and Phillips. I think that height helps Liverpool in set pieces as well. Adds a bit of stability. And they are proper centre-backs as well. And I think that could be the way forward. Uh, I don't think <clears> that centre-backs that are good with the ball with their feet are exactly what, what Liverpool need at this moment. I think we look, I think Liverpool look better with, with Fabinho between um, Phillips and Williams uh, just sitting in that home row. I don't know what your thoughts on that, Jake. Yeah, I think that could work quite well. Um, like you say, the came, he came on yesterday and added a new dimension. Um, sat back, it looked like a back three, um, and it, it worked quite well for being. They were the two young lads were pretty much giving Fabinho the ball, weren't they? And he was he was then dictating the play, and that worked quite nicely. Um, yeah, but again, you know, it was it's just frustrating to watch as a Liverpool fan. Just I just I sort of run out of ideas of, of what to even think really, and that's sort of not. I mean, we've been spoiled the last sort of three or four years under Jurgen Klopp. Oh, aye. You know, so I'm never going to, you know, be one of these people that's, you know, clop out or get rid of the manager and change things. No, oh, ridiculous people. I'd, I'd always, people. you know, I've seen a great quote from the, from the Dortmund, from Dortmund when he was there, and they said they should have got rid of the players rather than the manager because, you mm. know, as he's now shown what he can do. And I'd, I'd, to be honest, I'd stand by that. I'd back the manager every day. Um and he, he came out and said, you know, if no player wants to come to us because we're not in the Champions League for a season, or if someone doesn't want to be here because we're not in the Champions League, then you should leave. And I, you know, I'd stick by that. If a player didn't want to play for Liverpool because we weren't in the Champions League next season, then I'd rather see the back of them absolutely 100%. Um, so for me, you know, back the manager. He's, he's had a tough, tough, tough time in his personal life, which has not helped. Uh, mm. You know the players have had some tough times amongst themselves. You know it's been a bit of a write-off season for Liverpool, but you know I'm happy to write the season off. Yeah, I'm happy to write it off. I mean, um, a reasonable fan just needs to take it for what it is, and, and there's not a whole lot to play for for Liverpool this season. Still with Champions League, which I think the, the the team could still be competitive. People need to remember they are still this Premier League winning side. Okay, yeah. if they can figure it away, you know they can maybe compete in the Champions League, okay? But I think that as far as the league goes, I think it's for, for, for Klopp, it just has to be about finding some sort of way to 
to rejuvenate things. And teams are just uh, teams have analysed Liverpool to death, and they know for a fact that Liverpool are struggling with when when there's a, a lot of defenders in the box. Mm. Um, it because it nullifies it nullifies um, Alexander Arnold and Robertson's ball in because centre backs and 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 big midfielders that are dropping into the box as well mm. are just batting it off as if it's nothing. And 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 you know Jota. Manny and and Sal, they don't have the height to compete for that. The only one that's really got the height for for Bobby is it, is Bobby that can that can compete for that. But at the end of the day, he's normally sitting just outside the box. He's he's deep. Uh, and Liverpool really aren't being very efficient at counter counter attacking this season at all. Really, um, and I think they just need to take it for for what it is. And and you know, the, the season is is going to be over before you know it. Reset, go again. I don't think the clop out brigade are doing anybody any favours. And you know what? If you're in that camp, you're just a fan of winning. You're not a fan of the club. Exactly. You're just a fan of winning. <laughs> you know what I mean? Billy, as an outsider looking at Liverpool, what are your thoughts on it, mate? Um, tactically, I think you just need to kind of get back to basics. And as long as you're doing the basics right, you'll you'll be okay. Um, as you say, I think just right off the season and... Just focus on Champions League football. Try and get as far as you possibly can. But in the league, I think just just get back to basics. Just play players in their actual positions and just <laughs> get back to basics. I think that's that. That is a fair point made. I mean, asking you know the, for the for the line to be so high and players that maybe aren't. Mm. You know, as technically gifted or as fast. Yeah, that's that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, and able to chase down <laughs> players like like uh, Timo Werner. The thing is, so like a fit Van Dyke, I guarantee you, Van Dyke or something like that beats beats any Chelsea, any of the front three of the Chelsea. Uh, and I'm talking Pulisic, Zayech, any of them, um, in a foot race. And that's what made him. That's what made him. You know, nominated for Ballon d'Or and 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 hailed as the best centre back in the world. It was that. It was that sort. And that's part of Liverpool's game is they could play that big, huge high line and just squash people and squash teams and compress them in and out their shape and stuff like that. Uh, but obviously, you don't. You don't. You don't have the best centre back in the world. It's hard to do that. And I know Billy, you'll say the, the Villa pumping <laughs> came uh, when Van Dijk was on the pitch. And I'm perfectly happy to take that. Uh, but I would. I, I would say that you know that was necessary because Liverpool were actually playing reasonably at the time. I think Liverpool were still top of the league when that pumping came. Yeah. I think uh, <laughs> so. You know, it wouldn't have been a massive concern. It would have been something that Jurgen Klopp came in back and, and reset on and probably went to go let's again. Let's not forget as well, though, uh, that you were yeah, top that, of the league at Christmas, cents. I think, weren't you? Something like that. So af- even after that seven... Top of the league. Barely, league, yeah. yeah, after yeah that seven, hanging, drastic, on, hanging on yeah. about that time. <laughs> so even after that 7-2, you were still <laughs> playing good football and at the top of the league. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. Um but again, I'll just I'll just emulate how how much football these these this Liverpool squad mm-hmm. is played. And like I say again, one thing, and I totally I'm not saying this is is, is a dig or anything like that. But Liverpool have did a pure a, a poor job of rotating. I think it's part partly due to their, their, what mm-hmm. what what brought them their success is that they were willing to play that that best eleven so many times. I mean, I think the opening the opening eight games of the the Premier League season that that we won last year, Klopp made no changes. Mm. No changes till the eighth game, wasn't it, Jake? Yeah. You know? Uh and then and then in Europe it was still the same and you know, 
players do suffer with that. I mean, you don't have a, a bench as deep as Chelsea's or, or, or Man City's. And I will st- stand here all day and, and, and say that those teams have deeper benches than Liverpool, 100%. Deeper pockets as well. That's the difference as well, isn't it? Deeper pockets. Well, I would say there's, there's money in Liverpool and maybe, maybe they just spend it a wee bit. <laughs> <laughs> spend it a wee bit, you know. <laughs> Go and get Haaland. <laughs> Hashtag announce Mbappe. Um, <laughs> no, you know, it is, it is what it is. Uh, I think Liverpool still have a good European I'm still hopeful that Liverpool can go on a, a great Champions League run. I would love to see them win the Champions League again. Oh, that, uh, that would I'm help. Sure <laughs> as, as any other Liverpool, Liverpool fan. At least you'd be in the Champions say. League next year. But we're going to go to a top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Backdoor it. Backdoor it by winning the thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're next go to the Manchester Derby. Uh, which was a top six clash that wasn't actually that terrible, mm. you know. It was actually okay. Uh, Man United, you know, the first time he beat the first team he beat City, I think. City, I think twenty one, twenty one, and one now. Yeah, crazy, crazy numbers. That I mean, that's just City numbers. That uh, Man City played the better football here, but just couldn't break through. Um, and <laughs> Gabriel Jesus, <laughs> it was described as a striker's tackle in the box. I think that's the perfect analogy for it uh, to give away that penalty so early on I don't know what he's what's thinking what's he I doing mean, though 30 uh, seconds Martial's into going the game nowhere. Get that far that far back <laughs> he, he, he was the one that was dispossessed and he was trying to win it back wasn't he mm. um, which is part of the pet philosophy that if you lose the ball you, ha- you have to be the one to go and chase it down mm. and, and win it back uh, but that doesn't mean fucking give away a penalty. Like you said, Billy, 30 seconds into a derby, the last thing you want to be doing is giving away a penalty. Mm. Uh, yeah. I don't know what he's thinking. Um, I don't know what it is because, like, he's, Martial's running nowhere. Yeah, he's going uh, out that the line box. is solid. He's, about seven he's running away from goal. He's well. never getting that shot off. Yeah. Yeah. And the centre backs in, in the back, like, he must be thinking. What the fuck are you doing, man? We've got this covered. Uh, Gavin Jesus has come in and just steamrolled through. Him. It's a clear pen as well. There's nothing no. soft about it, you know. Uh, it, it, it was just, it was, it was funny. I found, um, I found it funny. Um, Billy, your favourite player, obviously converted the penalty. Yeah. yeah. Well, as I think I said, didn't I, in that last episode? All he you does did. is, he'll uh, <laughs> be completely out of the game as he was, and then Martial or Rashford will go down <laughs> and it will score the penalty. And that's as what they he did. did. <laughs> <laughs> Proven right yet again, may I add. <laughs> I don't think he was missing for the game. I don't think he was missing for the game. I think he played okay, actually, Bruno Fernandes. Um, are you are you seriously thinking that Man- Manchester United are not a better side with, with Fernandes? Oh, of, course he, of course they're a better side with Fernandes in, but I just don't think that he can be talked about as one of the best in the league but look at his numbers I mean I granted that some of them are pens but you can't assist someone in a penalty since he arrived last year 19 penalties. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, Do you know what you just said? That, that that's, that's just ridiculous. That's just ridiculous. ridiculous. Isn't it? Does it feel? I feel like you're blagging me, telling me a bad start. But I'm feeling it's right. <laughs> uh, I still rate Fernandez in a play. The reason I do it is because he is willing to try that that um, that killer ball. And then so so many midfielders these days are so worried about their stats and getting dropped. They're not really, you know, 
willing to, yeah. to, to try that ball, that killer ball, along the floor behind the defence. Uh, and he's still willing to do that. He's willing to shoot from outside the area, uh, which is what you want to see. You, you, do, you, want, you do want to see a few 25, 30 yarders uh, in your time. And, and you know, I, I do strongly rate him as a player. I, have, I know we, we clash heads with that, Billy, <laughs> and you just think he's, he's garbage that scores penalties. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say he's garbage, but just I, not I, as I, good I as what people hype him up to be. <laughs> Billy's family in that backtracking. You were not what you on about the other day, the most overrated Premier League absolutely, player in history. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll stand by that until the day I die. <laughs> oh, very well. Um, yeah, Man United, Man United went on to, to score another, and, uh, you know, and Luke Shaw, Luke Shaw got a, a terrific goal. Uh, somehow, Martial got the man of the match, I think, and I wasn't watching Martial that closely, but I was Luke watching Shaw. Luke Shaw very yeah. closely. And Luke Shaw, Boston, the Boston, he's got to be, he's got to be the first choice um, left back for the for the for the England yeah, team, hundred percent. Sure. If he's not, there's something something going wrong somewhere because um, he's a chonky boy <laughs> that moves as if he isn't a chonky boy. <laughs> I think that helps him a lot, and you know, Gary Neville was like, ah. Oh, you know, Martial's been terrific, and I was like, what game are you fucking watching, Gary, lad? Give it Luke Shaw, you know what I mean? <laughs> Give it Luke Shaw, tell me have a fucking pizza on the way home, because he fucking deserves it. Uh- <laughs> yeah, he had, to be fair, Luke Shaw, he had Mares and Sterling, you know, in his pocket the entire game. And what yeah. a finish from a left-back as well. Yeah. That run, he was going, all the way, all the way. Oh, yeah, I mean... Yeah, it was a great that has been terrific, hasn't it? At first, I didn't think he was going to get the ball back from Rashford. And I was like, don't you dare. <laughs> and then he, he gave it back to him. And uh, it was a great finish. But yeah, I was like, when Rashford sort of was on the ball, I was like, you're going to steal this. <laughs> like, yeah. Paul Luke Shaw is going to be fuming <laughs> as you sky him. Did you... <laughs> Did you see Eric Bayou's Eric Bayou's comment on Harry Maguire's Instagram? Well done, Captain. You have a big head. <laughs> I think he's not wrong. Uh, he's yeah, he's very correct. I'd be raging if like what he used was that. Like we had a good podcast and you, you went so well done, good podcast. You have a big head. <laughs> you have a big head. I would take that offensively. You know, I'd be like, what, what have I done to offend you today, Billy? You know, disagree with Fernandez. Yeah, yeah. Great podcast. You have a big head. <laughs> uh, we next go and we will finish up with um, Spurs, Crystal Palace. Spurs looked absolutely terrific again. Mm. Gareth Bale. Whoa, what a player. And Harry Kane's goal. Loads, loads, if you're a Spurs fan, loads to enjoy about this game. Um, and Benteke got a goal as well, so that for the neutral. So it was good to see Benteke. I kind of treat them as uh, collector's items, you know, because <laughs> they, they just come along so very hard. And I, I, yes, I was fucking watching when that happened, yeah. <laughs> Probably won't happen again for a year, but yeah. <laughs> oh, I love Benteke, I do. You know, uh, what were your thoughts of the match? What were your thoughts of the match, Billy? Um, Bell seems back to his best, doesn't he? Um, I mean... Though yeah. there's only going to be one team winning this, I think. And uh, with Harry Kane, who finally seems to be hitting a bit of form again after that slight dip, it's just scary for any opponent you're going to come up against, isn't it? I mean, they've got Arsenal next week, and this is just perfect timing. And typically, Villa the week after, so I'm really not looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Goal of the season? It's up there. Well, from Kane. It's yeah. up there. Yeah, it's up there. It's uh, Loton for me, Burnley. 
<laughs> it's such an unexpected one. That yeah, yeah. It's got to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, it runs through like an entire team. Um, I think it's. I think it's more difficult to score that Harry Kane goal that I used to score. Um, I was on a football pitch when I was away uh, working abroad, uh, and I was. Thoroughly reminded that I'd not played football in about six to twelve months, <laughs> and I could not hit a fucking pig's ass with a banjo. And I was just thinking, oh, you could just hit that, you know, an outswinger that swings into the oh, corner, it was a stunning into the goal. top bin. Yeah, oh, it's just oh, absolute nonsense. It's hit first time as well. He's got no right to be hit a screamer like that. No one has to be able to do that with a football, you know. Uh, absolutely super. I'm just what a player, man. What a player. Just, Hurricane has a good thing. Of that, but people as soon as people start to doubt him, he just comes up with like some massive screamer yeah. um, that you know he just puts everybody's he puts everybody to the sword really <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's ever well, doubted um, him. What do you know? What I actually I saw an interesting stat, and do you know how sort of Tottenham and Jose have been called a negative sort of team? Well, that fourth goal yeah. that they scored was their hundredth goal in all competitions this season. Hundred goals only Bayern Munich have scored more uh, with one hundred and six. So for a side that's considered you know negative, hundred mm-hmm. goals is not bad <laughs> uh, considering well, Bayern Munich does, are the only one. Doesn't suit the narrative. Oh, well, that's yeah, it. You know, don't let it, don't let the truth get away in a good story. Gareth Bale, yeah. though, I mean. You know he's he's obviously finding some form now, but I've got to be looking at him now and thinking, why on earth have Tottenham not been starting him earlier? You know, if he's not fitness, get him fit because now he's showing what he can yeah, do. Definitely. He's you know he's sat on the bench, coming off the bench. You can't get fit coming on for ten minutes at the end of the game, playing the occasional Europa League game. It's not going to happen. Um, I know Gareth Bale's body's a bit like sort of Daniel Sturridge. He's got like Weetabix legs and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, but. If you've got a player like Gareth Bale in your side, you need to be playing him. And he's showing exactly why he should be playing. You- well, we spoke about it. I don't know if you remember, Jake, but we spoke about it on the podcast near the beginning mm. of the season. And it was, it was, you know, we just said Gareth Bale was not going to be good right away. Yeah. He had to be played into that form. They would have to just deal with it and just play him into form. And I feel like that's happened. It's taken a long time to do it. And it's come right at the end of the season. But I think that makes it, if they do, I think he will be at Spurs next season. I think it might not be another loan or something like that. Uh, I don't think they'll buy him out, right? I don't think they have any reason to, to be honest. I think a loan suits both clubs much, much better. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be easier for them to kick on and have a good season next season. And maybe, maybe well, Jose Mourinho knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He's yeah. not an idiot. If, if, if that player was sat there every day on the training ground, you can guarantee that he'd, that he'd be playing every week. And I think it's just he's just taking his time to, to play Gareth into form and... You know, it's very Josie Mourinho esque. Now, now he'll put the arm round. He'll, he will show Gareth some love. Uh, he'll probably come out in the press and back him and, and tell him, you know, he's the best player in the world and stuff like that, uh, which would be very Mourinho. Does Delhi Ali have a future next season? Who knows? Who knows? Um, for me, I mean, Josie, Josie comes out. Oh, it's great to have Delhi back. I'm so glad to have him back. He's so good, so good. Drop. And it just seems to be going, and a story keeps going. Over. I think Dele Alli will probably reunite with Pochettino at PSG. Dele Alli cannot... He's only really ever known, at top level, he's only ever really known a manager that puts the arm around him. Yeah. That's all he's ever really known, and he's never had this sort of tough love that Mourinho is, is so well known for. And he... It's, yeah, it's, I think... It's much better. That's how that's how Mourinho squeezes every drop out of his players. Of course it is. That's how he squeezes it. He rings them out like a towel until there's just nothing left. And that's one of the ways he does it. Was is why, you know, if 
getting you to prove him wrong, then put the arm around you, and then as soon as you fuck up, you're in the dark again, and then you've got to work back <laughs> at it, and then you need to work twice as hard, and before you know it, you're, you're playing good football, great football, your best football of your career in some cases. Yeah. Um, whereas Pochettino, it's like it's a bit like, oh, I'm your mate, so play for me. Mm. You know, doesn't when things go bad. And that's why I think it went downhill so so quick at, uh, yeah. at Tottenham, and it was hard for him to uh, because I think it was just a case of, well, we know you you're our mate, and we are trying, but something's amiss, something's missing. You know, I don't know about your thoughts on that. Yeah, I completely agree. To be honest with you. I think, yeah, you definitely need that balance. I, you know, listen to Steve and Gerard talk a lot about the difference between Gerard Houllier and Rafa Benitez. Um, and he, you know, he always said that, that Gerard Houllier was great for him at, when he first came through at Liverpool. He was sort of that father figure who could, you know, put his arm around him and tell him, oh, you know, you've, you've, you need to improve on this, but, you know, you're still doing great. Whereas Rafa, Gerard would score a hat trick and, and Rafa would say, you know, he gave the ball away eight times and he'd go, bloody hell, scored that trick and he wouldn't even mention it. Um, so I feel like Deli Alley does like, almost need that bit of both. I think if he stayed at Tottenham under Jose Mourinho and let Mourinho, because, you know, Mourinho's got a track record of getting the best out of people. Look at Lampard and all the players at Chelsea. He turned into world beaters and Real mm-hmm. Madrid into Milan. You know, he's done it everywhere. Porto, if Deli Alli stays and wants to be the best, I think Jose Mourinho is better for him than Pochettino is. <laughs> you can find another level under Jose, I mm. think. I know people will... Well, the, the inevitable like people that would just be like, oh, it's negative football, and people have already addressed that issue. I think Deli could probably find another level. Yeah. Because that, that, those levels supremely dropped over Poch and uh, I think reuniting with Poch might seem like a good idea in the short term you know yeah. oh, it's like Mexican again and it's laughing at training ground and you know it's, it's that and that but you're really going to find your next are you going to find Gareth, Gareth Bale's level mm. at, at, at PSG yeah because yeah. Gareth Bale's found his form again <laughs> and I was a player everybody wrote off yes. and said it was done everybody did didn't yeah, they? yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. everybody did I watched him yesterday and I thought my word what a player that's it. Yeah, what a player. That's <laughs> you the power of Bale of old, uh, isn't it? That's yes. why Madrid yeah. signed him, sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, and I think there's a, if, if someone's going to get those levels out of him, it might be Josie. Mm. Yeah. For, for the entire season, I mean. There's also been rumours linking um, Deli Ali to Villa. He's got everything well, else to her. Very interesting. <laughs> I think it'd be a, a loan move, that. It would, yeah. What, it what a great him. loan move for Villa, though, that is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, what a sign. Kind of like Barkley, but he's just not seemed to. To progress, that injury he's dropped he off, hasn't he? Up. Yeah, he picked up an injury and he's just not been the same player since. So if we could get someone like Deli yeah. Alli in, who's good mates with Jack Grealish as well, they'd have that connection on the pitch as well yeah. as off the pitch. It could be a great signing, and hopefully, if he was to stay fit, it'd be kind of like Barkley back at the back at the beginning again throughout the whole season. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and Dean Smith, I think, would be a good manager for a pull at Delhi. Lost his form. Yeah. Try and turn that around a bit. Give him a bit of a um, stern talking to when he needs it. <laughs> yeah. I doubt it would yeah, happen. I don't, I don't, I don't see. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't see. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't see Dean Smith going around and putting the arm around anybody that's not performing really. I can see um, Dean Smith being a bit of a bastard, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I can 100% see him like half time in the dressing room, things like that. You know, if it's not Jack Grealish, you know, fucking throw water bottle at floor. Yeah, if it's anyone, <laughs> throw the water bottle. It's it's like the uh, the Gordon Ramsay thing, isn't it? Like, it's like, oh, it's all right. You're doing great to Grealish, and then turns around to everyone else like, you're all shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, 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 you fucking fuck donkey. <laughs> you know, 
Yeah. <laughs> Grealish has, has done nothing all game. He's like, you're doing great, Jack. Keep it up. <laughs> Here's 150 grand a week, Jack. Yeah. Here's the captain's armband, Jack. <laughs> Please sign a new contract, Jack. <laughs> Please do, Jack. <laughs> oh, dear me. <laughs> the pain's uh, right. That is good. That is going to do us for this episode, boys. Thank you very much for joining me. Thanks. Thank you very much for having me. And (laughs) thanks very much for the listeners and our sponsor, Manscaped. Uh, If you want something off Manscaped, Screamers 20, 20% off and free shipping. Make sure you get out and do that. Uh, And we will see you in the next episode. Cheerio, bye. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.